Special shout out to today's episode to SeatGeek. We recently partnered with them to become a brand ambassador. What does that mean? Well, for you, it means you get a special discount when you make your first ticket purchase with SeatGeek. With my code, InjuredListPod, you will get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket purchasing app that takes all the confusion out of buying tickets to your favorite sports, concert events, and more. They score each ticket on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you know if you're getting a good deal. Green is good, red is bad. My followers get $20 off their first ticket purchase using my code, InjuredListPod. Click on the link in the show notes and browse for your favorite events. Your next big night ever is waiting, and they have the tickets. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us. We're going to have a special uh, bonus episode for you guys. Again, I'm making a guest appearance on my good friend Abe Delgado's Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Show live on Facebook. So thanks for joining us. We're going to talk about MLB, MMA, and a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm going to kind of rehash some of the things we talked about on my most recent podcast episode of The Injured List regarding the Achilles tendon injury to Kevin Durant and whether or not he's going to be playing this season. So we'll see how that goes. And we'll uh, probably touch on a color couple of other various topics so thanks for joining us and stay with us we'll be back after this you're listening to the injured list podcast with your host brian scott your go-to resource for all sport injury related topics for show notes and other resources visit the now back to the show I can't hear him. I know you guys probably hear him. I don't hear you, Adam. 
listen, man, you could try to maybe call my phone and get on. I know you want to talk about the giant schedule, but uh, you're going to have to try back next week. Maybe. I don't know. You got the Dom disease, but I know this one's working. I know this guy, we're going to be able to hear him and he has his own sports podcast. We are bringing in Brian Scott from the injured list. Oh no. I think he's having issues too. Brian, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. All right. For some reason, I don't see your picture, but we can hear you. So that's all I'm concerned about right now. Brian, where do you want to start? Uh, I know you had some injury updates you wanted to talk about, but where do you want to go? Um, we can touch base on some of the stuff you guys already talked about, if, if you want. Tell me, man, what, what's on your mind? Well, I, I got to say, um, I kind of caught it a little bit late, but I heard you guys were talking about the MLB proposal. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with a, a shortened season, but what I don't like about the proposal is this 14 team postseason thing. Like, what is that all about? Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, look, they're playing half the season. It's not like they're playing a third. It's not like it's like a NCAA tournament. I mean, let them play half the games and then do it like a normal playoff format. Like, I don't know. And I could care less about the 50, 50 profit sharing, all that stuff. Like, I, I don't really care where the money goes with these teams and these organizations and whatnot like it is what it is money should not be the issue i mean obviously i get the concerns about the testing and what happens when somebody tests positive and you know what treatments are out there for these guys to not spread it to each other and their families i get it these guys have small children at home but money should be should not be the reason that is stopping this that's just to me that's greed at this point yeah yeah i agree um and you know it's hard for me to kind of bounce from one side of the fence to the other on this because of my career. You know, as a healthcare provider, uh, I feel like these guys are pretty low risk. Their kids are low risk. Their families are probably low risk. As long as they're not near anybody who's high risk, then I don't see what the big deal is about letting them play and letting them be in the locker room and whatnot and getting tested. If they're getting tested, then it should be a big deal. If they're following precautions, wearing masks, washing their hands, should not be a big deal. But uh, the other side of me also says, well, you know, uh, I want them to be safe. And if they're going to have to do all these precautions and restrictions, they might as well just bag it and just come back next year full swing. I mean, it sucks because right. everybody loses out on all these games. And I know, I know. And but, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you at this point. It's like, should I get off the pot? I mean, are they going to exactly. have a season or not? Because you better figure that out now. Uh, and you got to get these guys ready to go. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's going to be a horrible season anyway. Exactly. Uh, but to me, any baseball is good baseball. I'll take 82 games. I think that'll be extremely exciting. Like I said, every game will count. Yeah. So, you know, count a lot more. You know, the best teams can't have a four or five game losing streak, right? No team can afford that. Nobody can afford with what's that, going yeah. on if they have a shortened season. But um, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. I, I think they're going to probably end up not having a season. That's just me. Hopefully football starts on time. Yeah, I, I just don't think that the uh, MLB Players Association is going to come to an agreement with uh, with the MLB. I just don't see it happening with the Players Association. Yeah, I don't either. I really don't either. Yeah. Uh, so, Brian, I know you wanted to talk. I, I heard a lot of people talking to you about a possible return for Kevin Durant uh, and also the UFC fight. Uh, I know watching the fight that Tony Ferguson – broke his orbital bone. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to talk a little injuries or where you want to go from here, but stage is yours. Yeah, so just to touch on the UFC stuff, so going back to the coronavirus thing, I mean, like, okay, so they did, they, it sounded like everything was in place. 
they had the right intentions, but the execution was poor. Joe Rogan's in the in the ring interviewing guys, right. no mask, right. touching them, and then Dana White walks up to a guy, slaps the belt on him with no mask on, touching him. I mean, Nobody. It, yeah, if you're not gonna do it fully, then why even bother? Like, and that's gonna cause some problems now with all the other sports going forward because everyone's gonna look at that. And they just had guys test them positive, which blows my mind. Like how those guys can walk in the ring without a mask after they had athletes that were already testing positive. Like, right. So, so my my right. viewpoint is at some point, whether it be football or baseball or basketball, whichever sport decides to come back, and UFC screwed it up because they were the first ones and they they could have set the precedent. Somebody, there's gonna be a group of guys testing positive, and at some point, it's just they're gonna just be like, shut it down. Right. So, you know, they had a good opportunity, golden opportunity there to, to kind of set the, the precedent and be the leaders and the, 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 the two funny, most noticeable, recognizable figures in all of MMA in UFC. I know. The, I know. The president, CEO, and the head announcer who has a huge, huge popular, popular uh, podcast is in the ring, not following precautions. I mean, it just. <laughs> and the funniest thing was like, so they had a rule that all three of the TV announcers, when they were watching the fights, were all on opposite sides. They couldn't sit next to each other. Right. But then when they were previewing fights right before, they're all standing like literally right next to each other. So it's like, well, which is it? Well, I, I don't understand this. And then you're right. Joe Rogan's in the ring. No mask, microphone with his arm around the guy yeah, talking to him and, and giving an interview. It was just insane. And then you're right. Dana White, of all people, is strapping the belt on guys and standing <laughs> right next to people. I don't know. And, and this is where I, I have the problem of separating myself from a fan and an average person and a, and a healthcare provider because if you're not going to follow all of the recommendations and if you're not going to follow all the regulations and restrictions and and follow social distancing guidelines, then why are we even bothering? Like, why are we bothering? Why is everybody in a big uproar? You might as well just go about your life and do our thing like we normally do and whoever gets infected gets infected and we just get over and on with it. But, you know, I can't say that. You can't be political about it and all that jazz, but but you know this is the problem. Like you see what's happening in the ring, and you see what the UFC did. They had all these, everybody around the ring is wearing masks except the people in the ring, which makes no sense to me. <sighs> I don't know. I, I mean, there's no way you're going to have any of these sports. The whole thing is what what do you do when a percentage of the athletes start testing positive? It's going to happen. It's, it's inevitable. It's, it's inevitable. Happen. So. What do we do? What is the protocol? What happens? Do if they're not showing symptoms, they're are they done for the season? Are yeah. you know, it's it's just this is the mess that's been created. And I don't know how we're gonna get around it because even when September rolls around and football starts and and then they start talking about the second wave and I know, it's, you know, we gotta have a vaccine. Vaccine is like nowhere near there, there. that's gonna be over a year minimum. There's, this is just not, not, not happening. Not anytime not soon. Guaranteed. All right. I mean, let's let's move on. I, I don't want to harp on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to harp on that either. Um, but but let, let's talk. You want to talk about last dance? What do you want to do? Well, well. so Ferguson's injury, I mean, uh, orbital fracture of the, it's basically the, the eye socket, essentially, is what that is. Oh. Oh, I mean, that just goes to show you how much force these guys punch with. <laughs> and the fact that he kept coming, charging forward, I mean, God bless him. He kept, did you watch the fight, Brian? I caught the highlights and I did see some video of him in the hospital dancing around like a lunatic. You got to be a little bit crazy to be able to take those punches and keep coming forward. Brian, <laughs> I I would love I mean, I would love for you to watch the fight and talk to me about it because well, well I did. No, I, I mean, I caught 
I caught most of it. No, I saw. No, no, no. I mean, like Brian, the amount. Oh yeah, of he got headshot. Yeah, he got pummeled. Brian, like, and kept and kept fighting, and then the last minute of the fight, Brian, I was begging them to stop the fight. I thought this guy was going to die in the ring. Yeah, I've never seen a person take more blows to the head than what he took. Yeah, he's getting hit pretty in hard. In my life. And I've watched boxing and UFC for probably 28 years. Yeah. No, he was getting um, hit good, dude. He, he, he caught him with a kick and a left oh, hook at one point in the ending round. Uh, Brian, he took so many hard shots. I don't know, I don't know why Porter going, didn't throw in the towel. Oh, they should have. Because I think they were afraid of him. And that's well, what happened. They were afraid of him and they got to have they got to have that where they're protecting him. The ref finally, finally stopped it when he realized that Tony Ferguson was done. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, I was really concerned for the guy's health. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I think they should have stopped that a little while ago. I mean, he was getting pummeled. I agree. Oh. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And going into that round, they should have stopped it. Yeah, he, I, I, I did and catch most of it, and yeah, I agree totally. <laughs> oh, it was just unbelievable. I mean, I give the guy kudos for being that tough because I don't know how he kept moving far. He kept coming coming for the guy. It was I unbelievable, know. but he kept getting hit with shots, and Gagey turned in a phenomenal performance. I can't wait to see him fight Habib, and then the next fight will be Conor McGregor for sure. Yeah, that's And I cool. think it's good because I think it's about time that we have – you know, the UFC is all about Connor and Habib, two guys, you know, Russia and Ireland. I love getting behind Gagey because he's he's an American fighter and he's a great example to to kids and to even adults. He's just he's a he's a class guy. He really is. So yeah, I'm looking I'm forward really to his next fight. Yeah, should be great. But yeah. Um, um, so the last dance was great. I enjoyed it immensely. The last couple episodes. I mean, every episode's been awesome thus far. What was your highlight from? Well, if you could take one part that you would say was the best part you saw, what would it be? So what really got me was when Jordan was talking about his his kind of like the reason why he would get on guys and how he would try to motivate people and and how he got at one point he got so emotional that he was like break. <laughs> like he just amazing. I just started crying. He just had this. He started stop. crying, and that's I how think, intense this guy was. That's what's well, I, I think it's for two reasons. I think number one, I think he saw himself and he said, "Man, I was hard on these guys." But then at the same time, he said, "He said to himself, like I'm, I can't believe I'm being critiqued, like defending myself because of, that's the way I was. That's the reason we were so good." Well, I mean, but, like, why, yeah. did you, why did you have to defend yourself for wanting something so bad? Because you have people so hard like, to achieve um, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad, but people like my wife, um, who didn't have coaches like we did, <laughs> and no, I'm serious. She didn't. She never had a coach that really got after her or her teammates. My wife was a very good athlete in, in growing up. Yeah. But um, but she never had a coach that would would really get on her, and to see that, I think took her took took her back a little bit. Like she got taken back. Like oh man, he's kind of being an asshole, and I'm looking at it going my coach was worse than him. Yeah. <laughs> like, like way worse. So, 
Oh, I, I think it just it takes average people looking at it that don't have the perspective that we did growing up with sports and coaches. Yeah. And, and didn't have that, you know, competitive person pushing them and doing what they need to do and yelling and screaming at them. Worse sometimes. Um, they didn't have that. So they see this guy doing it and they're like, oh man, that's not politically correct. That's not, I wouldn't want him yelling at my son like that. So there's a lot of people out there and that's where I think that perception is yeah. of him being an asshole and, you know, punching Steve Kerr. And Listen, man, you and I both know growing up as a man, you know, sometimes you had a fight with your best friend, a fist fight. And yeah. after that, you guys become closer. Yeah. And sometimes people don't understand that. And, yeah. and that's just the way it is. No, yeah, I totally agree. I, 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 I didn't have a problem with some of the clips that they showed. Now, some people may construe that as him being an ass, which is fine. Um, I was the type of kid, and you, you probably are similar to me, where that I just use that as okay. Well, this guy really thinks that I'm capable of doing what he wants me to do, and I'm going to use that as motivation to improve myself right. and my game, and That's take my game to the next level to try and help him because he can't do it alone. And if you, what, what impressed me the most about those clips and those uh, scenes of them in practice and him getting on guys was every clip of them doing like sprints back and forth across the court, who was in first and who was busting his balls trying to break everyone else's legs was Jordan. He was the first guy back and forth and, and by a long shot too. So, so if you're willing to put in the effort, then right. I don't see a problem with him getting on guys and he trying said to it perfectly. Them. He said, I never ever once asked any of my teammates to do something that I was not willing to do myself. And, and for that reason right there, it, it, I, I don't have a problem with it. And I can, and I, you know, I wish I had a, a I wish I played alongside a Jordan. I mean, I idolized the guy growing up. I was a huge Knicks fan, but I idolized the guy growing up. I had the, the Jordan sixes in junior high. I had, I wore number 23 junior high in eighth grade. Um, I mean, I, I hated when he played the Knicks because I knew he was going to kill him. And he did every time he came to the garden. And I respected right. him and I respected his game for it. I mean, never did he hear a bear at bed thing coming out of his mouth. You know, he never disrespected anybody on the court. He, if you disrespected him, he just came at you harder and made, made you work harder and played more physical. He didn't like trash talk. I mean, maybe he did, but we didn't hear it. He didn't go on social media. Thank God they didn't have it back then because he, he probably wouldn't have done it anyway. But, um, you know, that's that's what I admired most about his game. And I'm glad that the last two episodes kind of really tapped into that. We will see, man. The last two episodes, people are going to be crying that it's over. But uh, I'm hearing that there is uh, going to be another one of these similar to it about Kobe Bryant because he was taped. There was literally a camera crew following him his last season. And then there's going to be something on Magic Johnson, too. So I think this is the first of a few of them that are going to that are going to come out and they're great. So, well, so this is uh, why I put Kobe. I always put Kobe right behind Jordan and pretty much like right nipping on his heels. I don't care about the statistics. If, if you look at the mentality, Kobe was very similar. He maybe carried himself a little differently. He may, maybe didn't ride guys as hard as Michael did, but Kobe had a different method of motivation, but he also was one of those guys. Like he took his game to another level and he carried people with him. You know, he carried his teammates with him and made them better too. And he constantly sought to improve his game and perform. And as far as I'm concerned, aside from this that whole rape allegation thing, uh, he had a, a unblemished record in my eyes. I mean, he was a stand-up guy. Uh, you never heard bad things coming out of his mouth. You always give a good interview. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, he's a better role model than some of these guys we got today. And uh, so I always put Kobe up there with, with Jordan right behind him. 
I agree. I, I can't believe people just leapfrog him for LeBron. I hate that. Listen, that's a long debate. I mean, LeBron is a great player, no doubt. But there's other guys, too. I mean, I even think people don't realize how great Magic Johnson even was. Yeah. Um, you know, when you look at his statistics, the guy averaged almost like 9.2 assists per game over his career on top of 19 points a game and like six or seven rebounds. So, I mean, you, there's a lot of guys there. And, yes, I think Kobe is really right there. Um, but I think – I mean – the distance between one and two between Jordan and anybody else is probably the size of the Grand Canyon. And and that's yeah. what I think people are realizing now. Well, I think Don made a good point too, where he said um, when the trainer at, when Jordan's uh, personal trainer was like, when do you want to start? He said tomorrow. That, that kind of summed it up for me too. You know, that, because if you look at some of the video of when he came back from baseball to play toward the end of that one season, and you can actually see that he was kind of brought down because of his, Deconditioning, he was brought down to the level of some of the guys around him. He wasn't making those shots that he normally would make. He didn't seem like he was getting the lift off the ground like he normally would. And then you heard about him getting in the gym so soon after. Um, and then coming back and winning three consecutive championships again. It's like yeah. the only reason he did that wasn't because of his physical ability. It was that, yes, that was a big part of it. But his drive, his motivation to be at the highest physical, mental, state of readiness and preparedness and and, and able to translate that onto the court is, is what came through in that those scenes at, at that episode and that also to me was like the thing that stood out to me is like that's awesome that's why i love jordan absolutely man well listen i gotta get going uh anything else you want to chime in on before we go oh so i just well i just published my last my most recent podcast uh earlier today Okay. In it, I'm I'm kind of. I I actually got uh, some questions submitted from a fan who wanted to talk about Kevin Durant's uh, Achilles injury and whether or not they thought he would actually be back this season, should the NBA season start again. And so, just check it out. It's a little uh, interesting thing because I talked about other athletes that have gone through the same injury and how they came Mm -hmm. back or if they came back and how they did. So, um, uh, I'm not going to tell you what I what I. Gave as my summary. You're gonna have to listen oh, to the podcast to get the answer. That's but, a good tease. But yeah, check it out. I watch the show. So we'll see what happens listen. with the NBA. We'll see if Kevin Durant uh, suits up this year or not. We'll see. We'll see if there's even an NBA. I don't yeah. know. But Brian, you're always a pleasure coming on here, giving your perspective, your knowledge, and I'm sure we're gonna be uh, seeing a lot more. You check out his show, Brian Scott, The Injured List, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Check it out. It's definitely worth the listen. Brian, I will, uh, I'll talk to you next week, huh? Thanks, bud. We'll see you then. Right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Guys, this has been an amazing show. Thank you, everybody out there, for watching Devil's Advocate Sports. Thanks, everybody, for joining us once again. This concludes another episode of The Injured List. I'm your host, Brian Scott. Once again, thanks to Abe Delgado, host of the Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Live on Facebook. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., you can catch his live Facebook sports talk show. It's all about the fans. He loves participation. I'm usually a guest on there to talk about some different sports-related topics, not just injury stuff there. So thanks again for joining us. And as always, people, stay active, stay healthy, stay safe.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 